Did you just mute me? Uh, there was a noise in the background, so I muted you, then I muted MC, and then I unmuted you, and MC stuck muted. <laughs> <laughs> I had to unmute me. Oh, okay. Uh, MC, there's like some kind of background noise. For you. There I don't is? know if you have like a TV or something running. It's it's MC's ghost. No. Okay. Yeah, that it might just, just be on this mic and not on the other one. Yeah, it's like a it's, steady like sound, so it don't like edit it might out. Might be my fan. Podcast poltergeist. But it's not getting picked up by my mic, so it sounds like talking. Am I recording? Really? Yeah. There's no TVs on in the house. I hear it too. I 100 percent hear you, talking. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. 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 Okay. I yeah. Said yeah. Hello. That's MC's ghost. That's that's <laughs> that's just how MC's audio sounds. I don't usually hear them though. Um, do you hear the goddamn smoke alarm that's chirping in my background? Because nope. I hear it, no. and I can't find it. No. There's no smoke alarm in here, but there's a smoke alarm chirping what? in here. That's weird. Ah! It's not from smoke alarm? We... Detroit die? No, I'm here. <laughs> Detroit take his pants off and he didn't want us to see? Tyler, <laughs> <laughs> if I took my pants off, why would I hide it from you? <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind, guys. I'm gonna lose my damn mind. What happened? This fucking smoke alarm beeping. Oh. There's not a smoke alarm in the space that I'm in, and yet it's beeping. I don't understand. It, that's weird. Is it in a box somewhere? You are in like, a garage. That's the yeah. only thing I can think of. Do you have an? That's attic? even worse. In the garage? No. Could it be a bomb? God damn it, it just beeped again. Did you hear that? Did you hear it? <laughs> I heard it that time. Yeah, I did too. Ah! What the fuck am I going to do? I don't know what to do. I mean, as far as the podcast is concerned, as long as you're not talking while it's beeping, it can easily be edited out. <laughs> it beeps like every 40 seconds. It's going to drive him nuts the whole every time. Every 40 seconds, Troy has to stop talking. <laughs> MC will finally have a chance to talk on this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I'm the one that cuts off MC all the time. <laughs> Sorry, I stepped too far away. My headset disconnected. What'd you say, Tyler? Just beeped again. Too young for this trek. The final frontier. These are the voyages of MC, Troy, and Eric. Their mission to introduce Tyler to strange new episodes. To seek out the best and worst media in the Star Trek franchise. To boldly go where several podcasts have probably gone before. Everybody do this? We need to get into it, right? Tyler's got a a baby cut off. Yep. I I might just boop out of here at any moment. Bloop. Any moment. Um... Somebody else should do. Wait. Hello. Did we? Okay. Hello. (laughs) And welcome to Too Young for This Trek. Some random funny nonsense that is our cold open. Oh, wait. We already did that. We already did that. We already did that. (laughs) I'm Tyler, and I've not seen the Star Trek. I'm Eric. I'm MC. That's the fire alarm. I'm 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 Troy and I'm the one responsible. If you hear a fire alarm, it's my fault. I can't find it. I don't know where it is and I can't find it to replace the battery and I'm sorry. 
I promise you it hurts. Well, it doesn't hurt me more than you. It hurts me just as much as you, though. We're hurting together. I promise. If you don't hear a fire alarm, it's because I edited it out. So, but only if Troy's not talking. So, yeah. Maybe I'll just like, I'll amplify them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, this season we're uh, following along with Star Trek Discovery Season 3. And which one are we watching uh, this episode? We're watching Episode 4, Forget Me Not. According to MC, that's a flower. Yeah, forget, <laughs> that's right. A Forget Me Not is a flower. Yep. That was your prediction for this episode, is that no, it would be about I a flower. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> no, it's wrong. I was wrong. Was there a flower in this episode? Oh, there was a lot of flowers. Yeah. 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 yeah on the planet. The MC was right. <laughs> it was about flowers, definitely. Uh, <laughs> forgive me not, also known as Dr. Colbert, mental health man, which is, it doesn't work. It was supposed to be like Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, but, but Dr. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't really work. <laughs> uh, forget who again? <laughs> I thought you were asking a question. And I was going to try to answer. <laughs> my alternate title. Uh, my it's... alternative title is uh, Emotions Are Illogical. Where's a Vulcan when you need one? Mm. Mm. And how am is... I. Oh, wait. Well, mm. How am I supposed to watch an episode when I'm tearing up so much? Mm. I don't think they thought this through. <laughs> I can't see through my tears. Be... There should be a Kleenex warning. Yeah. 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 So, and, and mine was uh, the Trill, in parentheses, Symbiote Awakens. Oh. Still, still trying to do that uh, that whole Star Wars title thing, huh? Yep. I, I, I apparently decided to go with the sequels. I think I could Skip have made something with a Phantom work, but... Yeah. The Phantom Trill? There's something about <laughs> Grey being a ghost... Yeah, yeah, the Phantom Boyfriend. Yeah, there's something there. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, uh, that works. Yeah, that actually kind of works. Shall I summarize, gentlemen? Oh, God. There's going to be beeps during my summary. Make it Sorry. so. Uh, do you want me to give it a shot? No, man. I got it. It'll okay. be fine. Everybody else can deal with the beeps. If I have to go insane from the beeps, then listeners, I love you all, but you have to go insane too. This is your penance for me having beeps. Apparently, my wife, my, I texted my wife and let her know. She says, I forgot to tell you about the other day, that the other day. I didn't look for it. So she knew. She knew. This is the <laughs> ultimate betrayal, is that she knew that there was a beep and didn't tell me. She's probably uh, laughing about it. Star Trek Discovery, Season 3, Episode 4. Forgive me not. Dr. Colbert muses on the amount of loss the crew has undergone, as he gives everyone physicals, then points out to Saru that folks are stressed as hell. Apparently, when he lost his fear ganglia, Saru also lost all sense of empathy. In an effort to help folks feel better, Saru turns to the ship's computer for advice, because the computer has more empathy than he does. And in a totally not first step towards becoming an evil AI type <laughs> move, the computer is taken over by the sphere data, who suggests everyone should bond over some universal truths, like Thanksgiving dinner being awkward as hell, or Adam Sandler movies being the standard for comedy. Saru gives the whole crew the night off so he can force his friends to have dinner with him, which seems to be going great until someone brings up politics and then Uncle Teddy ends up throwing a turkey through the window. Meanwhile, Adira and Burnham head down to Planet Trill, where the leading council immediately decides to murder Adira as an abomination, until Burnham straight up murders a few of them, and then one of them invites Adira to take a dip in Thor's hot tub. Adira can't handle the bath on their own, 
So Burnham hops in as well, and we end up in the mycelial network again. Wait, this isn't the mycelial network? Are you sure? Like, it, it looks a lot like the mycelial network. It does. Anyway, Adira is able to get in touch with her trill and remembers how her boyfriend Grey was actually a host before they took on the symbiote and how they were the cutest fucking couple ever until a fucking meteor killed him in the middle of them being fucking adorable, so Adira had to take the symbiote on themselves. Now that they've started the process of addressing their trauma, Adira has properly joined with their symbiote and is able to connect with their prior hosts, including that Starfleet Admiral, which means that the crew now has coordinates for Starfleet HQ. But they can't hit the road just yet because Saru has gathered the entire crew in the cargo bay to watch Big Daddy, and everyone's having a real good time with it. You see, even though they are all trying to be okay, they finally also accepted that it's okay to admit that they've been through some traumatic shit for the past four years, and even though there's hope on the horizon, it's been stressful and traumatic as hell, so it's okay to not be okay and still do the damn work to try to get back to being okay! Sorry. Yeah. They were, like, oh. in a war, and then also the whole universe was dying, and then now they're in the future. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Also, George and Linus are totally banging, and Oo and Detmer are totally banging, and also Adira is seeing Grey as a hallucination, so maybe they'd be ghost-banging dead people. The end. <laughs> ghost-banging dead people? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> so, is it ghost-banging other ghosts, hey, or is hey. it ghost-banging dead bodies? There's precedence. Adira- there's Gray precedence a- in Star Trek. Oh, God, this one time there on is Star precedence Trek. for having sex with a ghost. <laughs> Fuck, man. Oh, man. It, that episode is wretched. It's it's one of the worst. Anyway. Um, and it's on the list. Gray is, is oh, able God. to help Adira with their bow strumming on the cello, then I'm just saying it leaves the door open. They can physically interact, ghost banging. Anyway, somebody rescue me from myself, please, because I have to go try and smash a fire alarm with a hammer. <laughs> but you have to find it first. <laughs> no, I'll be back. So I was thinking how Burnham's only been gone a year, but it feels like a decade. I think she kind of went through her own 2020, which explains a lot. Well, like, honestly, just this Tuesday felt like a long time. <laughs> like I was so right. surprised that it was time for us to record. We record on Saturdays. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, it's Saturday? Like, yeah. oh. Definitely snuck was, up on me, yeah. too. I mean, I was supposed to write the summary. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a feeling you forgot, and I should have waited to bring it up on the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, All right, and now to Eric for the summary. <laughs> <laughs> Just cricket noises. Uh, so yeah, that computer, well, the computer mm-hmm. that is now apparently merged with the spirit data, that that can't be good, right? That was a weird scene. Like it, it's almost like Saru didn't notice the voice change. I think he, I mean, he did. He said later that he like realized those spirit data. But yeah, <laughs> you guys, Tyler and MC, I need you to take your headphones off. Y- you, Tyler you and just MC, tell us. just why MC? I, I need to confer with Eric for just a second. Oh, okay. 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 Tyler's like, I don't have time for this shit. Come on, what's going on? <laughs> Eric, yeah, what's up? This yeah. is this is from that episode where the ship is in the future, like 9,000 oh, yeah, years all by yeah, itself. Oh, yeah, that's right. The short and the computer's track, right? a lady that falls in love with a dude. Calypso. Yeah, that voice. Yeah, and that's that, this. It's the that, same voice actress. Oh. Do we tell them? I think we have to tell I, them. We kind of have to, right? There's definitely all right, a connection. All right, all right, all right. 
So this one time on Star Trek, the Discovery was like 9,000 years in the future in an asteroid belt all by itself, and then it brought a dude on board, and the ship's computer had a feminine voice, and the feminine computer fell in love with the dude and then projected herself as an old-timey movie so that they could dance together, and they fell in love, and it was really cute. And it all happened in an episode of Short Treks that y'all haven't seen, but it's the same voice actress playing the computer in that episode as mm-hmm. in this episode. So what the hell does that mean? I don't know. The computer became, I mean, the ship became sentient at some point, or does become sentient. Is becoming sentient, became sentient when Saru asked that question. Yeah. And the discovery goes further into the future, or like... It was like, I don't remember how far in the future it was, but it was way far in the future. It was pretty far. It was like 900 years, I think. Weird. I'll check. Goddamn freaking fire alarm <laughs> yeah we have to make a priority to watch that short trick it's it's really good and i assume that it'll uh you know tie in in some way i don't know if we'll have time to do an episode on it but maybe me and mc could just watch it and we could briefly <laughs> discuss it next episode we could do a mini episode <laughs> yeah it's like homework for everyone yeah but yeah i don't know like it's hard to discuss it since you guys haven't seen it yeah <laughs> um yeah i think i think what we know what we can infer at least is that the computer is becoming sentient i think that is clear so real quick about calypso we Mm -hmm. we named the episode right Mm. okay okay so the whole ship was empty right the ship was empty and the ship like a ghost ship it says the ship had been uh, or the computer on the ship had been evolving over the past thousand years so I don't know if that's a thousand years from where we're at now in the continuity or a thousand years from where Discovery used to be. Like that is unclear. Yeah. But see, when that's I first the, saw the time it, frame given. Yeah. When I first saw it, I, I assumed that this was like an alternate timeline that we would later have a reference to, you know? But yeah, I don't know, man. This I definitely feel... seems to be the groundwork for that episode late right yeah, here. It seems the like computers it's... becoming sentient. Mm-hmm. Something's gonna happen. I'm a little worried. Do you think they just ditch evil. the ship? Do you think they just like get another ship and like leave the discovery? Like when, the sh- when it turns evil, they're like, "Screw this!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they couldn't blow it up last time, so yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't seen it, so I I can't comment on that. I wonder if like the discovery itself sort of becomes the villain of the show eventually. Just this cursed <laughs> ship, you know, <laughs> just floating around in space, just spore driving everywhere and just, you know, messing things up. That would be something. <laughs> oh, it's just going around like messing with continuity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should choose a path here. I think we should either talk about drama or romance. Because most of the episode can be summed up into those two categories. Mm-hmm. Which should we tackle first? Uh, before we do that, can I? I have a question that mm-hmm. I just don't understand. If I miss something, or if it doesn't make sense, or it just hasn't been explained. So, it so Earth is like super isolationist, but. Mm-hmm. Adira was like on this other ship off Earth and then she somehow came to Earth or they they were still calling her she in the show so 
They are still calling her she in the show. And she yeah. refers to herself so. as she in the show. So I don't know what to say. Although, the only time she does, she definitely puts a hell of a point on it when she says she. I but that's a whole different that. conversation. Anyways. Yeah, so. every time they said she, it felt very intentional. And it felt like that was going to become a thing later, you know. Anyways, Tyler, so Tyler, how, did you want to make a point? How Wait, did they uh, get to Earth? You... <laughs> um, it was I a think generational was ship, right? So, yes and no. I think it is, Adira was on a ship with Grey, that ship got hit by a meteor, Grey mm-hmm. died, and then that ship got into more problems, and Adira was found in an escape pod by an Earth ship. And they were mm-hmm. like, well, you're human, so I guess we'll let you in, even though we're crazy xenophobic isolationist yeah i feel like they just execute her on the spot <laughs> dump the body in space uh, there were no survivors huh. <laughs> anyways i just wanted to clear that up let's oh, we can course. go to you know do romance first let's do romance and i think there's only one important thing we can talk about when it comes linus to the romance of this episode and that's Linus and Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so first at Thanksgiving dinner, Linus and George were sitting right next to each other. I noticed that you had Saru, and then next to him you had Linus and George, and right after that you had Colburn Stamets. So that was like the couple's side of the table. So <laughs> I'm just saying, it holds up. And that's then later, funny. Linus brings George popcorn, and she's like, I don't really do public displays of affection, but I really like popcorn. Okay, fine. And she ate his popcorn. It was cute. Yeah. So we all thought that Giorgio... And Saru, we're going to be banging, but it's it's Linus. <laughs> it's totally Linus. <laughs> so uh, I think my prediction was anyone she could. Yeah, I think it was everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> George, There's still a lot of season to go. That the, the season arc of season three of Star Trek Discovery would be George discovering the wonders of monogamy. <laughs> well, that's what <laughs> I was going to ask you is th- there's a couple of ways this could go. This could be a monogamous relationship. Maybe Linus is just cool that, you know, like they have an open relationship or maybe yeah. Linus is banging everyone else. Also. I, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> you know, I mean, he has quite a tongue. The more you know. This ship is under a lot of stress right now. Like everybody's real stressed out. I'm not the first person to suggest that perhaps Starfleet is such an open and accepting society that they just have an orgy room on the ships. <laughs> But so the maybe Starfleet's just such an open and accepting society that they have an orgy room on the ship. What if that's how the episode ended? <laughs> Instead of them watching Buster Keaton, Saru's just like, everyone needs to relax a little bit. So, orgy. <laughs> Did y'all I mean, think it, it was, was either that or coloring books? <laughs> <laughs> was it an abuse of his power to use the ship's intercom to call all available crew to come watch my goofy comedy with me? Because that felt a little strange. No, it was cute. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's available. The ones who are doing doing important jobs know who they are. Detmer was there, <laughs> wasn't she? She's flying the ship, but... Eh. It mostly flies itself. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to call him out on it, you know? Are they going to court-martial him? Ooh. I mean, I guess he is the <laughs> highest-ranking Starfleet officer they're in contact with right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, there's that's not the only romance we have to talk about. There's a uh, Detmer and Owu. Like they were, they looked coupleish in this episode. That, yeah, that was confirmed for me in this episode. Like, mm-hmm. and and them at dinner a little bit, and uh, specifically when Detmer started like having her PTSD freak out, 
and Owo was trying to calm her down. Like, I was like, okay, I see I see a little bit more than friends there. But then at the end, Owo gave Detmer, like, a very loving hug around the hips. And I was like, that's very intimate. All right, I've, I'm taking it as confirmed. Everybody's coupling off on this ship, and Detmer and Owo are a couple. I mean, especially with all the looks that they've been giving each other this season <laughs> and at the end of last season, just the looks back and forth that mm. when everyone else behind them's, like, making statements and doing stuff and they just have their little moments the defense i've heard for that as why that doesn't mean anything is because wesley and data used to do that but Um. now i'm just going wesley probably banged data at some point that that tracks for me (laughs) i could see that i I could for science yeah exactly i I could see him being like yeah 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 i I would i have to fuck this android for Scientific purposes. I mean, feel Research. I feel more like theirs is like in like best friends almost, or like mm. uh, uh, like e- even if it was Detmer and Oo were just best friends, like yeah, uh, I could still see that happening. Like, but that little hug, there there seems to be something else there. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Because I like yeah. Detmer a lot, so I'm like, yay, I want you to have some, I want you to have happiness. That makes me happy for you Definitely. to find happiness. Especially with all she's been through. I'm so glad she's not evil. I thought she was going to be evil. I thought and she was no, she's crazy. just She just fucked up, and I can, well, I can, I can understand hmm. that. At dinner, was when that... she's trying to do the haiku, she's like, yeah. Stamets, blood. All the wall. Blood. <laughs> Stamets, blood. Blood. Yeah, I was like, book Tyler confirmed. No, yeah, it definitely seemed like control was taking control at that point, but apparently not. She yeah, just... the way she was saying it, I thought she was going to be like, stam its blood on the floor of the med bay and now on the floor of the captain's ready room. Like, and she's going to jump up on the table and start stabbing and just start yeah. stabbing everybody. But yeah. but no, she's she's just, man, she saw some shit and she hasn't dealt with it. I get that. I was worried I this was going to turn into like a red wedding kind of situation where she would just phaser everyone. <laughs> oh god! And, and Michael well, gets back to the three ship. Was really short. Yeah, just, Michael and Adira versus everyone or versus. Uh, Didn't Detmer. we see that episode in Lower Decks? Didn't they come back and the Maybe. crew was evil? No, no, never mind. Anyway, so. <laughs> uh, that seems like something that could happen though. Um, so speaking of the dinner scene, that whole thing with, you know, Captain Saru and the crew, it felt like a metaphor for what President Biden's going to have to deal with over the next four years with the country. Like all the infighting, like, yeah, it was, it was bad. I mean, the whole episode felt like that. I I obviously alluded to in the summary, but the episode felt super appropriate for coming out when it did, which Mm -hmm. was for anybody listening to this in the future, in the midst of us waiting to find out whether Biden or Trump had the most electoral college votes in the 2020 election. And so for this to come out when it did was like, it was kind of a release valve for me. Like, okay, yeah, shit's fucked up right now, but that's okay. Like, it is okay to be... this was not a productive week for me. I forgot to put out a podcast that I edited. MC, I'm sorry I didn't put out best animated shows ever so far. I edited the whole damn thing. I uploaded wow. the audio into Anchor. I thought I published the episode. I just didn't. And I think a lot of people have probably dealt with things like that this week, where things just 100%. didn't quite come together. And and that's what the Discovery crew is dealing with right now. And yeah. this episode was like permission to acknowledge that that we're in a like stressful situation, which was nice. I think 
the message of this episode is right now we might not be in the best place, Mm -hmm. but let's try and work towards being in a better place. Yeah. First step is acknowledging that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. The second step is watching Buster Keaton. <laughs> Third step, orgy. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gets me in the mood like a good Buster Keaton film. <laughs> um, let's talk about a big romance, yeah? Let's talk about Adir and Grey. Yeah. Sure. I I love them so much. Yeah, I have cute. concerns with what they've done with the character of Grey. But the flashback sequence of, like, Adira made a quilt as a gift for Grey was the cutest goddamn thing. I love it. Yeah. Once again, how can you watch an episode when you have tears in your bloody eye? (laughs) Well, and especially because they start the flashback by being like, Hey, so Grey, you're getting that Trill symbiote put into you right now. And you're watching the episode going... But wait, Adira has the chill symbiote mm-hmm. in them right now. So Grey's gonna die. Mm-hmm. Like, from the first moment that you meet Grey, you know that that's coming. Yeah. Question. Uh, how how does the symbiote get in you? Because it's pretty big. <laughs> well. Um, if you're a trill, there's a little... Um, a kangaroo pouch. Yeah, it's a pouch. Hmm. It's uh, like marsupials have. It, it's a little pouch. Uh, but if you're a human, um, essentially you get cut open. Okay. Have you seen Stargate and how their belly buttons open up? It's exactly like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I've another... seen Stargate. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, though. The... Uh... The meteor in this scene. Like, so I thought this scene was really cute and romantic and stuff. And even though I knew that a death was incoming, that meteor totally caught me off guard. Like, the way you, I think you see it in a reflection coming towards yeah. the side yeah. of the ship. That was Jeez. And the glass. Every once through, in a while, a movie, oh. a movie does that with a, like, semi truck where, where, like, characters are driving and you see oh, a semi truck over someone's shoulder. Every That's time that worst. happens. Uh, oh. That reminds me of the anxiety I feel every time someone in a movie is driving and they like look away from the road. Yes. I'm like, yes. they're going to die. This is a comedy, but they're going to die. <laughs> yeah, I'm always like, eyes on the road. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was really bad seeing just like it. Like they're having this really intimate moment and then you're looking at this reflection of a window out into space and it slowly gets darker and you're like hey wait a minute that's a rock coming mm-hmm. towards them yeah and the fact that it was something like that like it was just a random happenstance like it wasn't like oh they were killed in battle yeah. with the borg and so now i can get revenge or something it was just you know it just happened get revenge on those asteroids <laughs> fucking asteroids. that's what the video game asteroids is about <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I, I mean, think, uh, I think. Oh, go ahead. Uh, aren't they planning on like going out and mining the asteroids first? We got to learn how to catch them in real life. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty excited about that. Apparently, they're worth a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So there's economic oh. incentive. So that's cool. Yeah, but yeah, also I it's think they would raw materials. I think one would break the economy if you found a way to like bring it back cheaply, but. It's mm. almost like our economy is just a falsehood to begin with. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, I want to shout out Ian Alexander, the actor who plays Grey. 
I think he was fantastic. I love seeing him in the show. I was pissed at the realization that he was going to die because I was like, oh, that means we just get him in this one episode. But it turns out he's a ghost now, which if I'm counting right, this is the third ghost friend that we've had on Star Trek because Mm. I think at one point Stamets had a ghost friend Culver in his head and then Mm. Tilly had her ghost friend and now Adira has a ghost friend. It's a lot of ghost friends. Yeah. I feel like Sahil was that his name? Sahil? He probably has a ghost friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is like I, I debate whether this is a spoiler or not, but it's being like in every article that's written about um these two characters about Adira and, and Gray. This has come up. Apparently, they are both in season four of Star Trek Discovery. So huh. nice. Gray isn't going away, and I don't know if that's if they're going to bring Gray back to life somehow, or if Adira's just going to mm. have an imaginary friend for their entire sh- time on the show. I'm, I'm Do you not think they're sure. pulling a Battlestar? In what sense? With six? Like there's multiple Greys? No, well, oh, that's a that's a theory. No, I was thinking, what's his name? Uh, ba- oh, Baltar? Oh, right, right. Yeah, Baltar. Um, ba- Gaius Baltar. It's been a while. Baltar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Right. He has head six his whole time on the show. God, I hope not. Yeah. Like, so six is a fictional character in his head the entire series. Huh. That would be weird. Yeah. Yeah. How awful. I like it on Battlestar, but. How awful would it be having your partner be like your sort of like imaginary friend that can just pop up at any time? <laughs> yeah. Like just just up there, just ready. Hey, how's it going? What's you up to? All well, like, especially if they're like dead. Like it, it would be like you want to like move on and have a physical yeah. relationship with someone else, awful. but they're just staring at you. I mean, yeah, that's that's <laughs> Battlestar Galactica that happens. Yeah, I okay, that on the regs, that directly happen. Yeah, like it, it sounds um, romantic, but then like practically, it gets creepy. It just it doesn't work. Yeah. Can I be a bummer before we go to, to Red Alert or Black Alert and then I'll stop being a bummer after? Depends. No one's saying anything, so I'm going to go for it. <laughs> Why the fuck does Discovery keep killing LGBTQ people? Like, you introduced the first gay couple in Star Trek and then you killed one of them. <laughs> and now you've introduced the first transgender character in Star Trek and you killed them like 10 minutes after you introduced them. Yeah, just, like immediately. just stop. Like, I don't understand. And... I know that Ian Alexander had a big part in like the shaping of the narrative for the character of Grace, so it sounds like it is kind of approved by them, which does gives does give it a lot of credibility to me. But it just feels bad that they've done this twice now. Like they've mm-hmm. introduced a, a a minority group that has never been seen on Star Trek before, and then killed them. I just don't understand like how they could make that mistake twice. It just seems bizarre to me. So I kind of hope that they're bringing Gray back in some capacity to undo that because it just feels like a mistake to me and rant. That's all I'm going to talk about it. I'm done. I'm going away now. I'm going to go find a fire <laughs> Bye. I think he's got a point. Well, 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 while Troy, uh, tries to discover where that is, maybe we should go to ads. Yeah, let's do that. Smoke detector alert. <laughs> Wait one second. Where is it? It's gonna be. Nah. 
just Dude. just edit one of the beeps from somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, Scott here with my good pal Rich. Say hi, Rich. Hi. And we're here today to tell you about a podcast we host together with our buddies Jay and Bill, the RPG After Years. The After what? The RPG After Years. Our show has entered into a new era of covering everything RPGs, both old and new. Thus it is after its first era. It's the After Years. I thought RPG was Rocket Propelled Grenade. No, RPG stands for role-playing game. It's a genre of video game. Every week, we go through the latest news and discuss other relevant RPG-related topics. We also review RPGs as we complete them. So an RPG is not a rabid Portuguese goose? No, thank God. From Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy to The Witcher and Cyberpunk, we've got RPGs covered from the dawn of time to the far-flung future. Oh, I've heard of Final Fantasy. I'd hope so. So check us out on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast listening platform happens to be. You can also find us at probablywork.com. Level up your podcast feed with the RPG After Years. Enjoy the show. Where is that sound coming from? It's coming from MC. I mean, not from <laughs> MC, but... It, it goes to MC's, MC's house. Side. Yes. I, I seriously have no idea what it is. You hear it, right? Like No. What? How do you not hear that? That's creepy. Have you ever heard the ghost? It's totally it's something. Nah. Maybe it's a radio transmission. Like, do you think <sighs> How would my mind know. be picking up that? <laughs> Australia's <laughs> weird, it's, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's either a mix of like the noises my computer's making. Because uh, the laptop is just a razor blade uh, okay. from 2016. So it's like four years old at this point. So hmm. it's chugging a little bit. And maybe my fan. But I, what about the voices? Uh, <laughs> there, there's someone no clearly saying talking. words. Yeah, like like it's taunting you or something. I'm pretty sure they're saying, Stamets blood. Uh, no, there's no one talking. I don't even think there's anyone in the house at the moment. That's even creepier, dude. I'm worried for you. <laughs> Get out of the house. <laughs> uh, so I guess Troy got, yeah, like the smoke detector one, because he's not back yet. <laughs> it like choked him out like Badgie. <laughs> um, so Adira had a pretty great moment this episode where she said, uh, it was it was Burnham that like uh, attacked the uh, the Trill peoples, uh-huh. and she was like, "That's that was not Starfleet protocol." I thought that was great. It wasn't Burnham, like, yeah, not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, it was a great. It was great. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was something Kirk would do. <laughs> I we we've seen the caves before in a different Star Trek. I'm pretty sure there's a couple DS9 episodes that feature them, right? Yeah. Uh, Chiboy called it that we were going to those caves when we beamed out last episode. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I don't think we've seen the surface of Trill before. Um, we've seen the, we've seen the joining institute or something. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Which, yep. with Jedzea, I figure right? must just have like a dilithium generator in the joining institute. Cause I can't figure out how else they lost so many hosts 
when the burn happened unless like yeah. i think trill must have like in the way we run on nuclear power plants they ran on dilithium power plants that all exploded at the same time that's the only way they can <laughs> have lost as many hosts as they apparently lost yeah makes sense um so the trill themselves the aliens and discovery all look so good i was kind of disappointed that they're just like people with like freckles around their hairline you mean the cheetah spots oh um yeah i love it's it it's not just around their hairline the spots go <laughs> all the way down oh. the more you know <laughs> uh tyler i saw that in your notes earlier today and i read that take out loud to my wife and she would like to have words with you at some point for that, because she's very, very mad at you for suggesting that there's anything at all wrong with the trill. <laughs> Why? Because Becky loves the trill. <laughs> Becky's favorite character in all of Star Trek is a trill. And the trill are perfect. <laughs> and I love their makeup. And I love how they look in Discovery. And I love that even though they added some new things to the trill mm-hmm. in this episode of Discovery, mm-hmm. it all felt perfectly in place to me with what we've seen of the trill before mm-hmm. whereas the klingons in discovery even the vulcans in discovery don't feel quite right to me mm. compared to old star trek like it definitely feels like a new take on those cultures this just felt like going to see the trill <laughs> and i love it for that i would have been so mad if they changed them <laughs> i just think it's it, i feel like it'd be very weird if like we go into outer space and find life on another planet and we're just like oh day people <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, there's a reason for that in Star Trek. Haven't we told you? Yes, yeah, have we told a, you about there's it? There's a weird reason. I don't. That shouldn't be canon. But <laughs> um, do you? Okay, Tyler, would you have liked them better if they had forehead ridges? Like especially like I don't know, like fake looking. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what I want them to have. I just thought they looked like too too normal. Maybe they needed like like Thanos chins. You know, maybe. <laughs> didn't they have forehead ridges the first time they showed up oh in that one episode of tng yeah they, so they showed up once as like a guest alien of the week and i think they had a forehead ridge or something like that and then they decided to make a main character a trill and that main character was like i'm not doing that <laughs> yeah and they're like oh, okay <laughs> we'll step it back a little bit <laughs> so that reminds me they've done this a couple times now have you ever noticed tng romulans like specifically TNG era Romulans, yeah. mm-hmm. the the big forehead ridge. Yeah, but it's inconsistent. Like some of them don't have it, so I don't know what that's about. But that always kind of bothered me. They're part Klingon. It's easy explained <laughs> way. They're done. Yep. <laughs> Folk Tyler confirmed. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. There, but... <laughs> Hey, let's talk about... Can we talk about Burnham? Sure. How how are y'all feeling about where Burnham's at right now? Because I feel like we didn't get a lot of focus on Burnham, but I feel like we got to know a lot about her character in this episode. Mm -hmm. It seems like she's still trying to do the right thing. She just realizes maybe in where they're at, they need to not be so rigid about how they get to the right place. Yeah. Which might be a bit of Giorgio's influence on her. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think so. Yeah. I think Giorgio commented on that last episode. She was yeah. like, oh, I think I'm rubbing off on her or something along those lines. <laughs> I just, I mean. Uh, uh, Giorgio rubbing off. Just going to try and make a point, Tyler, but damn. That was too good. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, oh, it's like, too hard. I have to just blurt out the words. Georgia's rubbing off on everybody this season, isn't she? Yeah. Anyway. And then you told us it was too hard. <laughs> Can we just go watch a Buster Keaton movie already? Um, <laughs> it just seems like uh, Michael. What's the actress's name? I forgot. Uh, Sinequa Martin-Green. Yeah, Sinequa. Uh, she, she seems like she's really enjoying the role. Like she's really having fun with this, you know? Yeah. And, and that goes back to MC's uh, alternate title about like, why don't we have a Vulcan on here? Burnham's having fun mm-hmm. in a very not, I was raised by Vulcans kind of way. Yeah. She's letting loose for the first time ever. Letting probably. her hair down. Yeah. Her hair looks so good. It I does. love her hair. It's great. Um, she does straight murk a couple people though. Like, she murders a guy. I mean, it was all stunned. No, they wake up. Yeah, yeah, they they're just stunned. She even comments that they're just stunned. Oh, okay, I missed that. I was like, "Damn, Burnham, that's ice cold." <laughs> yeah, like, we definitely see those people again. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hey, Is there only like six people of... on that whole planet? Yes. Yeah. Apparently, because <laughs> all their their shit was running on dilithium. So that was the whole thing we talked about this last episode. That like. Being a host is a huge honor because there are so few symbiotes and so many hosts. So something happened when the burn happened that caused like most of the humanoid trills to get decimated. And it's not like, like any trill can be a host. Like every single trill is biologically capable of being a host. I just realized that that's a huge plot point in the episode where they go to these caves in the episode where they go to these caves. So I've kind of spoiled that. The trill <laughs> pretend that it's like that only some people can be symbiotes, but really it's anybody can. There's just not enough symbiotes uh, to go around. That's not actually true either. It's uh, larger than they say, but it's definitely not everyone. Okay. From my memory. But in any case. I swear they said it w- the opposite in this episode, that there weren't enough host. Right, that's what they're saying in this episode. Yeah. They're like, ever since the, the burn, there's not enough hosts. And I'm like, how did all of your hosts die? Like, your hosts were just people walking around. And and that's why, like I said, well, I think they just ran their whole planet on dilithium. <laughs> and, like, we saw the one nice part of Trill that's yeah. left. The whole rest of the planet <laughs> is a series of craters. Yeah, it's like a post-apocalyptic nightmare. Outside it's like of that, that planet in the second episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, don't think I had to think about it. Yeah, with like floating rocks in the sky and shit. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what the rest of the um, looks like. So I think I I think I have a theory on this, and I have no basis for this theory, but I'm just gonna go for Perfect. it anyways. <laughs> um, it's been what 800, 900 years. I feel like nine hundred thirty-two. Thanks. Saru says <laughs> it in the episode. Yeah. So I think I think the trill maybe at this point have this whole pilgrimage thing where they send the Trill symbiotes out to gather, I don't know, uh, knowledge of the universe, and then bring it back to Trill. And maybe a lot of them were off on that, you know, that that journey. But that's, a, I mean, for, for it to be as much of an issue as they describe it compared to how much they've described the exact opposite issue before, mm-hmm. that had to be a whole lot of people off on a journey. Well, I mean, you know. Chill, chill got kind of boring like everyone kind of knew everything about everyone else so you know they're like yeah let's go let's go explore the universe we'll meet back here in you know a hundred years and then the burn happened i don't know man <laughs> <laughs> there's precedent 
I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it as a as a theory. It would be nice if they actually had an explanation in the episode, but you know. What do you think of the troll weapons? The forks. They they were forks. I was trying to figure <laughs> out how to describe them without saying forks, MC, and yeah. they were forks. <laughs> they were glowy forks. Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of cool. It was something different. It's very sci-fi. They sure look like they'd fork you up. Ooh. <laughs> I love you, MC. <laughs> so I think the coolest part of this episode uh, was when Burnham kind of mind melded with uh, Adira in the pool. Mm. And there was this weird like tentacle brainy looking thing trying to, you know rub up on adira <laughs> uh no but it was a really cool sequence uh you know i like i liked it i thought it was good i i suspect troy didn't like it since you were like oh this is the mycelia network all over again <laughs> i thought it was I, like avatar i thought the scene was cool oh, yeah. and we haven't ever really seen what it's what the way that that it's been described, Trill's interacting with the symbiote and prior host before has always been just described mm-hmm. to us. We've never like seen a visual representation of it. And I liked that as a visual representation of how that works, but it did feel like more like you know what it is? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what it is. Mandalorian's back on now. <laughs> and I've watched the behind the scenes stuff on how they film Mandalorian. Yeah. And they're so good at making a like making an environment that doesn't exist. And I don't think Discovery is very good at making an environment that doesn't exist. It just is like, this is the third time we've seen a representation of look at this very glowy mm-hmm. place where everything's glowy and moving in kind of a fluid fashion. Isn't it glowy and fluid and moving and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, Does it make I got you it. feel better that Discovery Season 4 is using that technology from The Mandalorian to film oh, it? Oh, shit. That's Oh, that's awesome. fantastic. I, I was telling Becky, I'm like, they should be using this because they could do a lot should. of really cool stuff with it. It's so much It's so much better than green screen. It's Well, and it's a hell of a lot like cheaper and faster. And easier. And, yeah. yeah, you don't have to like yeah. edit it in post. Like It's already there. It's great. Um, so I think the coolest thing about that moment though, was where you see all of Adira Tal's previous hosts. So you got the Admiral, mm-hmm. uh, who else? There was a There's bunch. like three or four there Admirals. Was, there was like one that was like from <laughs> TNG era, which is kind of cool. Uh, I didn't see well, TNG, it was, but I, I saw Picard era. That's what I'm, like yeah, that, it was a little bit later than double TNG. Double piping. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 24th so, so century. Tal's been around for a while. Yeah. How long did Trill live? Because I knew the symbiotes lived like a long time. I just assumed Trill lived like normal lives, a long like, ass people time. lives. Yeah, because no, I was the, expecting there to be the host, way more. Right, no, the symbiote, the right? Symbiote? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I am talking about the host. Yeah, oh. I think the hosts have a roughly humanoid time mm-hmm. or lifespan, which in Star Trek world is like 120 years or something. Is uh, yeah, 120 to 150 years. I think mm-hmm. is most humanoids in this yeah. future. Vulcans are longer, but most humanoids are about that. And Picard um, will live forever. The... <laughs> what was that? Picard will Picard live forever. Will... Oh, yeah! I can't wait for him to show up. Yeah. Um, the uh, the symbiotes, though, I think have like a more or less indefinite lifespan as long as they are either 
in that hot tub or in a host. Yeah. I mean, that's why we kind of oh. thought this could be Dax, you know? Yeah. 900 can, years later. Can we talk about the caves? Because this is the first time we see them in HD. Sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, yeah, the I glow. really like it. Because they, they still, like, they have all the elements that we seen previously like it's kind of foggy there's like this electric pool and it's like supposed to look humid and stuff in there mm-hmm. like you still sort of get that vibe but it's not so smoky this time yeah yeah it doesn't look like a cheap it definitely set. yeah it 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 i think it it did a very good job of looking like what it looked like before but better but it didn't look different it's like the way yeah. that that the jj abrams enterprise bridge looks entirely different from the original series bridge mm, this yeah. didn't look entirely different it just it just looked better it, it's kind of like, like what they did with the with the pike episode um with uh what was it talus four because they redesigned yeah. a lot of that but it was very similar to how it looked just with a better budget I, love I, I think there's stuff. something that Discovery is doing really well. Mm-hmm. It's portraying uh, the original series with more modern technology, and but it's keeping that same feel. And uh, so, like the bridge of the Enterprise on Discovery, right, is how you expect the bridge of the Enterprise to look. It looks but, like what they were intending it to look like, just yeah. on a better modern budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And I feel that's the same with the revisiting of planets and, um, like, specific locations that were seen previously in different Star Treks. We're just seeing them in this new modern light because they can use this HD technology to bring up, like, but still have that iconic feeling to them mm-hmm. definitely yeah i'd like to see more of that going forward if we can <laughs> um <I like> the <laughs> yeah do you think we'll see like another version of klingons at some point so because this i mean if, we, if it would be weird if they, it would be really weird it's if they looked long, exactly bro. the same as they did in discovery 900 years later considering how many changes they've had since in canon they all yeah. look like ash fucking tyler <laughs> um TOS let me Klingons. actually i'm gonna twist your your silly question around eric sure. and ask y'all a very intense serious question where the hell is starfleet hq because did you yeah. see Sonequa Martin-Green reacted to that. Michael Burnham recognized the coordinates. I am <gasps> sure of it. Really? I Like, yeah. if you watch it again... I didn't notice. I, I think that Michael Burnham saw the coordinates and went, oh, shit. Like, yeah. she recognized where they oh, were. Shit. So... Do you think... I think this should be our, our... We should talk about it here, but also this should be our poll question for listeners to 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 give us their thoughts this week on, right. on where is HQ going to be. I have a theory about... I'm thinking... My first first bet, Kronos. Yes, that's exactly what I thought when he said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because how messed up would it for, be for Burnham to have to accept the fact that Klingons were part of the Federation when the burn happened? Because we don't know who was in the Federation when the burn happened. Like we have no way of knowing right now. Why couldn't the Klingons well, have been a part of the Federation? Yeah, I mean the Klingons I have almost... four guesses. Okay, there's Kronos. Mm-hmm. 
there's uh, Vulcan, <laughs> there's Romulus, which would be, like, a really big, like, twist, and... Well, uh, Romulus exploded! Uh, well, I, I mean, like... You think they, like, band-aided it back together, duct-taped it Romulus back together? Romulus too? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Or it didn't. The, I mean, Picard's whole the whole basis for Picard was that Romulus exploded. It'd be weird if they went and did that now. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, or it could be Ferengi. Oh, that'd Ferenginar. be oh, that would piss me <laughs> off. Yeah, <laughs> that would be I, hilarious. Yeah, I saw somebody else suggest that it would be somewhere in the Romulan Star Empire, which would be cool because one, yeah, again, does that mean that the Romulans were part of the Federation Wait when the burn happened? Because I love that idea. Wait a second. But is Unification what? 3 the next episode? Uh, nope. I don't know. Okay. It, it's Die Trying. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> but that's that. I hadn't thought of that, yeah. Eric, but that's a good point. Um, but also, like, listen, y'all, I'm going to make a prediction. This isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. But what if Picard did live forever <laughs> and he's hanging out with the Romulans? I'd be happy with that. I'd be down with that. What if, what if, what if Picard's gonna be like the big daddy admiral for all Starfleet, and he'd be in charge of everything? He would be like a god at this point, right? <laughs> oh my god! Maybe he's so maybe good. stuck in a transport buffer at Starfleet Academy or Starfleet headquarters. It doesn't have to be. He's an unaging robot. I know, <laughs> but he didn't. I want- guess he's actually specifically an aging robot, yeah. but he can fix that. Yeah. So is anyone else disappointed that they don't keep flashing back to Sahil being sad and alone? Because I feel like we need our I think we need our Sahil updates at the end of every episode. I I think we get like too much uh sadness in this episode, so I'm glad they didn't put that yeah. in this episode. Especially with like all the fight and the big meal. Gosh. That meal scene. It was Yeah. It was very good, yeah. but like, holy smokes. It was some drama. Yeah. It was you know, like actual you, Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the crew at dinner was the worst thing in Star Trek that I've ever seen. In a good way. That was a haiku. <sighs> You're welcome. Why does everyone stop talking when I do something dumb? <laughs> <laughs> because it makes it funnier. Oh, Troy, did you find the the, the smoke detector? Because I haven't heard it. I did find the smoke detector. Thank you. I found it while we were on a red and or black and or brown smoke. and or vocal alert. There's a smoke alert. A smoke alert. Even better. Yes, I did find it. Did you kill it good? I buried it under some blankets. Oh, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> like a responsible person. I'll fix it later. I just didn't have a battery on me at the moment. Totally. I used to. I used to cut that out. I Tyler, I don't want that in the episode though. Cut that part out because I don't like talking about that job. Okay. I, yeah. I'm just gonna put like it's just gonna be smoke detector noises over that whole statement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, um. So Troy. So there's. Oh wait, are we the, still are well, we still in the episode? No, I have I have one last okay. point before we go to questions. <laughs> okay. Which is something that that Becky pointed out. That it is nice that this show is dealing with the mental health 
and the mental strain that the crew is undergoing from being in a situation where they are completely removed from everything they've ever known and everyone they've ever loved, and in such a situation where if something tragic was to happen to them, no one would even know or care or ever mourn the loss of them. And it's nice for Star Trek to acknowledge that because perhaps there has been an instance before where Star Trek should have acknowledged that and just kind of never did. And Becky pointed that out, and I was like, oh, you've made a particular thing about Star Trek that I didn't love even worse for me now. Thanks, Becky. So to that point, it kind of feels like they're dealing with all this like loss, like all their family's dead and shit. But like, I feel like when they go join Starfleet and get on a starship, they like don't see their family anymore anyway. So I feel like they already kind of gave them up a bit. At this I, point, yes. I think it's specifically the the knowledge that, like, that concept of, like, if I die, no one will know. Yeah. And no one will care. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that is an extra sort of mindfuckery, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Perhaps. And also, you can't go back. Like, when you sign up for a starship, like, yeah, you might die, but you're still expecting to go back. And in this, they can't. I've made myself sad. <laughs> There's hope. Um. Uh, so a less sad topic is they keep focusing on these little robots and like they're yeah. even in the title sequence. What do you think these little robots are doing? We know the spear is taken over the ship. Apparently oh. what's the spear going to do with them? Little robots? No. Do you think the robots are control? No. Do you think the robots are both Tyler? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, we have beat that dead horse. <laughs> they're just—they're the drones that—they're that, the drones that do everything on the ship. They fix the outside of the hole, and apparently they also try to clean up Stamets' blood from the floor of Sick Bay, but they can't because there's too much. And they just—I um, didn't think... have the budget to show them till now, I guess. Mm. Uh, I, I think maybe uh, the sphere data is taking control of them and the computer, and rather than hurting the crew, it seems to want to help them. Mm. Unlike the control and the bad AI um, from the future. So I can see the sphere data using all that data to actually upgrade the discovery. And like no one notices. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if they do it slow enough. I I think you're on to something there. I was wondering, did did Jet bring those droids on board? They've always been there. I don't think so. There's, there's, there is another piece of canon that we haven't talked about yet that suggests that Starfleet ships all the way back to the original series have had these repair drones. They've just never really been shown before. I don't know that I dig that because it doesn't feel like it totally fits with some things we've seen in Star Trek before. Mm. But that's that's that has been implied. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You mean spacewalks that happen well, right. in different? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why would you need to do a spacewalk if you had the super cool supervisor? I mean, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's there has to be something going on with it. I, I like MC's theory that they're upgrading the ship. Yeah, definitely. It needs it, man. It's so out of date. <laughs> that thing's ancient. Just don't mess with those nacelles. I like my nacelles. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, we're going to have to make a song called Eric's Song, and it's just a sort of erotic song about um, <laughs> nacelles. I was just thinking, it's like, Baby Got Back, but Baby Got Nacelles, because, like, 
there's a part in it that's... where it's like you can like do sit ups or something, but don't you, you lose do that bends back. and sit ups? Yeah, but please don't lose that. But... <laughs> <laughs> Some other brothers want that volunteer. Can upgrade that. Uh... Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can upgrade that war core. Yeah. I might have listened to that song a lot when I was younger. Um so Eric, there weren't any there there were there any nacelles for you to rub off on in this house. <laughs> <laughs> the discovery's there and he always Yeah. 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 I mean, we got to we got to see the Trill planet, but we didn't get to see any Trill ships or anything. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get enough spaceships in this episode. I got to be honest, kind of left me hanging. It was a good episode. <laughs> hanging. And <laughs> 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 uh, laughing at that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you know we've reached the end of the episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Troy. Hmm. Oh, was there an yeah. Ash Tyler hey. in the episode? <laughs> there was totally an Ash Tyler in this episode. The Ash Tyler of this episode was Ronnie from Schitt's Creek, who played the lead of the Tribal Association. And the reason that I say that Ronnie from Schitt's Creek, who played the lead of the Tribal Association in this episode, was the Ash Tyler of the episode, is because they just flipped on a goddamn dime like some kind of Ash Woken Tyler, where they were like, "We gotta kill Adira," and then at the end of the episode, we're like, "Adira, you rock! I want to mentor you," <laughs> and uh, also now wants to join the Federation which is pretty cool yeah but they were my ash tyler for the episode that tracks uh mm-hmm. so mc was this episode better than spending the same amount of time playing minecraft yeah th- this episode was really good uh i enjoyed it <laughs> um i'm also at a point in my stone block uh sessions where I'm breeding chickens together, so it just takes forever. <laughs> and boring as hell. How do you do that in Minecraft? Do you literally just take the two chickens and place them next to each uh, other? Or? So, in vanilla Minecraft, you feed them seeds. Sorry. And vanilla? they create a chicken. Uh, another chicken. But Is there in a hardcore block, Minecraft? Huh? There's hardcore Minecraft? Oh, MC plays modded the hell out Minecraft. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, that in Stoneblock... There's different resources, chickens, mm-hmm. and you can create some by getting a chicken egg mm-hmm. and then hatching that into a normal chicken and then creating different chickens and then hitting it with a chicken stick and turning it into something you can hold in your item pouch. Okay. And then you put that into a breeder with another chicken, and they breed together and create another chicken, and then you can turn eggs into log... Uh, uh, log flint, uh, and there's a few other ones, that, uh, like colors and stuff, you just surround the egg with, like, dye. This sounds way and more complicated than breeding chickens in real life. You lost me a chicken stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's really complicated, but wow. I've just been breeding chickens together to make more chickens. <laughs> All right. To get resources. Okay. That makes Profit. sense. Didn't Lady Gaga sing a song about a chicken stick? I, okay, it was, never mind. <laughs> I was trying to remember the song. Yeah, I think it was about nacelles, actually. Maybe I just heard it wrong. 
Tyler. That's that's Eric what Cole? Eric thought when he heard Disco Stick. He's like, yeah, nacelles, right? Those are Disco Sticks. <laughs> Discoveries. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Disco Sticks. Plural. Mm. <laughs> Shit. Oh, what have we, uh, what uh, have we I'm, done? I'm going to cut you guys off now. Stop, stop. Kyla, was there a trouble? Um, not unless the symbiotes are triples. I think I said that last time, maybe. <laughs> so, no. I mean, there was I also guess. that weird fish thing. That fish? yellow fish thing. Oh, yeah. That thing was creepy. Yeah, it, like, popped up and, like, blew itself up into a balloon and then dived back into the water when we first get on trail. Oh, mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. And it's not a triple. <laughs> uh, so, as far as the new characters, um, I think I think we can all agree that Adira and Gray are pretty awesome. Yes, and adorable. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing more of them. I, I still... I, I, I'm with Troy on the whole, like, imaginary friend thing or ghost friend thing. <laughs> like, it's weird to do it three seasons in a row. Season four is going to be the Irish planet. Just saying. Just calling it now. Oh. <laughs> Wait, let's do a different cold shot. Who's going to get a ghost friend in season four? Which mm. character? It's going to be Michael. I think. And it's going to be think, Ash Tyler. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. You're probably right. I was going to say Saru was going to have his sister as a ghost friend in season four. Yeah. You know why it's going to be Ash Tyler? Because they're going to make section 31. Is he yeah, confirmed? Exactly. They're, oh. they're going to cancel section 31. And and they're going to be like, well, we can't just waste Ash Tyler. Everybody loves him so much. <laughs> it's Saru and it's the sphere data. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Saru is the ghost character and the ship's hallucinating no. him? Because that would be interesting. No, no. <laughs> it, it, it's Saru has... Uh, imaginary friend that's the sphere data oh. but it's actually existing just no one believes him yeah <laughs> <laughs> why won't anyone believe me <laughs> but, uh, that's what Saru sounds like let's just end this episode now <laughs> um I mean I think we did end this episode right did we I mean, we just gotta, we gotta do our plugs. Yeah. I oh. mean, the science techno babble question. I'm, 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 I've, I think I'm over that question. I thought I removed it. I think we it. usually we address it in the episode. We usually so do. So was it good, bad, or meh? I guess is the last thing. Yeah, this episode was great. Oh, that was a good it was episode. Great. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Good character stuff. Not a lot happened, but the character stuff was exceptional. It was worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure the next one will be um, a shooty shooty space battle. Oh gosh, yeah, they're they're gonna give us plenty of shooty shooty space. Yeah, yeah it has to be dying in it. So, <laughs> I mean, this one was very emotional, and we got to see a lot of cool stuff. So, yeah. uh, I I thought it was good. Definitely. Now, if you want a shooty shooty space battle, go watch The Mandalorian season two because it's freaking fantastic. Agreed. Um, let's do that after plugs, though, okay. in case somebody doesn't want Mandalorian spoiled. Oh, shit. Hang out after the plugs. We're going to beam out. You're going to hear the music. And then we're going to have a little Mandalorian minute for a minute. <laughs> um, but until then, uh, hey, thanks for listening. 
Be sure to follow us on Twitter where you'll find our poll about where you think Star Tra- Starfleet HQ is going to be. And we'll have a couple options there or you can write an option. We want to know. Give us your thoughts. Where is it going to be? Why is it going to be cool? Uh, if you want to hear more of me and MC, you can listen to the best animated shows ever so far where we watch, discuss, and rank every cartoon ever so far eventually based on its first three episodes. Assuming Troy remembers to release it. <laughs> Assuming I remember to hit the publish button. Uh, you can find more of Eric's work on Epic Fails of History. That's Epic with a K, mm-hmm. where he talks about humanity's greatest failures and what we can learn from them. And he doesn't have anything from this week to talk about, because, hey, wild success. <laughs> you can find links to everything I just mentioned in the show notes, as well as links to everyone's social media and a link to our Discord channel where you can chat with us about Star Trek and stuff. It still has a typo in our ending notes. It still just says you can chat us about Star Trek and stuff. And okay. every time that happens, I get confused. Here's what happens. I, I fix it, and then you guys copy it from the wrong from the non-fixed version. We have a template. We need to fix the template. <laughs> oh, I just fixed it in that episode. And that's when I do show notes, I always just copy and paste that episode, the previous episode. Tyler, that's so much extra work, because then you have to go through and delete stuff. Ugh. <sighs> Anyway, so Troy, for to, uh, for, uh, yeah, uh, I almost just said for to be mad. I haven't said where we're going yet. We're going to Starfleet HQ, right? Wherever that I mean, is. I don't know where, where it's at, but <laughs> wherever those coordinates were, just plug those coordinates in the transporter. Burnham, I trust you to not be mean to space, uh, except maybe I don't because you straight up murder people sometimes. <laughs> for to be out. <laughs> Why am I using the classic transporter? Hey, welcome to a Mando Minute. <laughs> oh, I changed it to Mando Minute instead of Mandalorian Minute. Is that okay? I think that works. Okay. Well, that was our theme song for the Mando Minute, uh, a podcast within a podcast on Too Young for This Trek. MC hates it when I make that joke because I'm stealing it from Justin McElroy. Um, yeah, we're not going to recap Mandalorian, but I just I, I just want to gush about it for a minute. So there's two episodes out this season. I can't think of what the first one's called. The second one's called The Passenger. Um, first one, Crate Dragon, Boba Fett. Holy shit. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. This, episode, this, this show's great, but yeah, these both of these episodes were awesome. That Crate uh, Dragon, we have never, I don't think we've ever seen a Crate Dragon in Star Wars no, before. No, it's, it's mentioned. The of one. Yeah. yeah. It's big. That was something else. Do, those big. poor Banthas, man. They did just feed those in a lot of Banthas. Poor Banthas. And some sand people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that the moment where you first see uh, Cobb Vance was fantastic, where he's just standing in the doorway wearing Boba Fett's armor, because for a second you're like, oh my God, it's Boba Fett. And then you're like, mm-hmm. hang on. That, do- that doesn't look quite right. 
And yeah, it doesn't quite fit him. Yeah, they did a great job of making the costume look great on him and also not look good on him at all. So that the whole time yeah. he's wearing it, you're like, mm, I don't know about this. Yeah. Uh, I loved Timmy o- uh, Timothy Oliphant's uh, performance. Mm-hmm. It was spot on, I think. Yeah, he was great in this. Yeah. I I was like, I recognize that guy. <laughs> I am very hopeful that we'll see him again. And I mean, I think we've got oh, yeah. to see him again because like that last shot, that was Boba Fett, right? That was 100% yeah. Boba Fett. Boba Fett's was live. The, and he's that was the actor. Movie. Yeah, that was the actor that played Jango Fett, who obviously also is Boba Fett because Boba Fett's a clone of him. And is also the clones... That's one That's of the right. hot rumors is like, are we going to see some of the surviving clones? That would be I want to cool. see Rex. Um, but yeah, presumably we're going to go back to Tatooine because we're going to have to deal with the Boba Fett of it all. And if we go back to Tatooine, then I imagine we're going to hang out with Timothy Oliphant again, which is great. Do you, do you think they're kind of like stretching this out? Do you think that'll be like this season, next season, the end of the series? I, like that that whole showdown between the two, which has to happen at this point. I don't know if it has to be a showdown between the two. I mean, I, I think uh, they're going to come into contact, but why does it have to be a showdown? Because Boba Fett's kind of a dick. I mean, he's a bounty hunter. So is Mando. They're both but bounty hunters. Mando has a code. Boba Fett likes to disintegrate people. There's a reason he's the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy. Hmm. He's I not a good person. Any of the canon Boba Fett Marvel comics, but I'm definitely going to because I want to see what their take on him is. Are they canon? Oh wait, is there a new series? I've been out of the loop. Yeah, when when Disney took over, they they rebooted all the Marvel, um, or, or they Disney and Marvel made a new Star Wars comic line, and as far as I know, everything in that, oh, I knew comic that. Line is is canon. Some of it's really good, but I, I yeah. think there is a Boba Fett book, but I haven't read it. Probably the Vader series is great. I, I'm a right. little out of the loop though. I haven't read anything recently. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, it's been been good stuff. Um, so then episode two is the passenger. Where uh, listen, my wife does not like spiders, and so <laughs> she just didn't get to watch most of this episode because most of this episode is Mando versus ice spiders. Yeah, oh, creepy yeah. giant like brainy ice spiders it was it was cool but definitely creepy uh what i thought uh was great in like this episode um was all the practical effects and the puppeteering that happens in it because Mm -hmm. uh the gecko lady is great and so's uh baby the uh, the child yeah the child yeah especially when um you see it ate one of the eggs. <laughs> yes. Just one. Just one egg. Oh, it's so adorable. Eggs. Yeah. Um, my wife loved that part of this episode. She just couldn't watch the whole middle bit of the episode. But every yeah. time Baby Yoda ate an egg, she was there for it. Um, <laughs> the spiders, like, legitimately, like, I don't like spiders in real life very much, but spiders in TV usually don't bother me. When they got, when they were crawling in the ship, like, that was okay mm-hmm. i think it was the cramped space combined with like this wave of them like, ooh, yeah well like and you it. saw the like the webs left over afterwards mm-hmm. that was that was eerie yeah uh yeah. one of my favorite things in this episode i've been playing the witcher and uh <laughs> there's a bit where mando we saw like mando view through his helmet of following footsteps and the footsteps were glowing orange and it looked 
exactly like the effect that the witcher uses when you go into like your <laughs> witcher sense to follow tracks and it made me want a mandalorian game made by the team that makes the witcher and oh that would head. be awesome that just exists in my brain is the idea of the witcher but in star wars and i want it and i'll never have it <laughs> that sounds awesome uh anything else uh, so what'd you guys think of the x-wing pilots that showed up oh yeah i forgot about oh great yeah i i've i mean the the whole the way it was played at first where like mando was getting pulled over by the cops and had to yes. play it cool and they're like <laughs> oh uh, one more thing like that was that was pretty cute I um, love that he was like, may the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I mean, I, I like the idea that basically there is a warrant out for Mando's arrest, but mm-hmm. these cops like, were like, we're going to let you go because we found out that you protected one of our own and put your life on the line to protect one of our own. That does not mean that you no longer have a warrant out for your arrest, but it means we're not bringing you in. And that was like mm-hmm. shitty, but also kind of cool. Like, yeah. Uh, I and they were like, the get that taillight was, fixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was essentially, <laughs> fix your transponder. Yeah. We're not going to mess with you. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool seeing X-Wings, though. I love seeing an X-Wing. Yeah. It yeah. So it, it was awesome. Oh, there was that Asian actor who's in everything. Oh, he's so good. Was he one of the X-Wing uh, pilots? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice. He he's like a a mini character in like so many different shows. He's a that guy. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. I'll Got to IMDb that later. Yeah. I think that's um, all. Also, okay. so one one other thing from uh, the first episode actually was this flashback where you saw the aftermath of the Death Star blowing up. I thought that was brilliant. Like the fact that like on Tatooine, like all the, uh, you know, the gangs kind of took over because the Empire was gone. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, that like the, the, we saw people like sitting around cheering for mm-hmm. the Empire falling. And then immediately the mining yeah. guild came in and was like, sup, there's no law anymore. We're the law. That, yeah. that sucked, but it was very cool. It was like, I mean, that's kind of the world Mandalorian lives in is the mm-hmm. world between the empire falling and the the rebellion establishing a new republic yeah yeah and so like getting a view of that was yeah it was pretty cool definitely what a bummer what a what a, <laughs> what a dark time in the world of star wars um you would think that'd be like a hopeful time but it seems like this might be darker than when the empire took over in at, some way at least out on this on the outer rim it is the outer rim yeah it's just well, pure chaos there uh, one of the things with that is when the Empire took over, mm-hmm. it was sort of a gradual corruption and mm-hmm. changing over. And he had this army of clone warriors that were immediately the like protective fo- uh, protective and policing force for everywhere, essentially. Yeah, and he he didn't need to like raise up essentially an army and police force yeah no definitely order 66 y'all i'm so excited that trump's not gonna be president anymore i haven't been (laughs) able to enjoy the plot of the star wars prequels movies 
since he's been president because it's the story about a man finding his way into an elected position and then corrupting the power of that elected position in order to gain autocratic control and then stay in that position far beyond his expected time to be in that position. Mm-hmm. And as of today, I'm like, oh, I think I could go watch Star Wars again. How nice. That's, <laughs> ah, you mean it doesn't hit a little too close to home? Yeah, like suddenly suddenly that well, feels there's... more like a fantasy than, you know, yeah. life. Um, hey, thanks for listening. Life has to a happy me. ending. The Mando Minute. Does that sound like the Mandalorian music? I think it's that's you nailed it, man. That was awesome. Awesome. (laughs) I love that that theme. It's so good. It's It's so good. I like that they do it with different instruments every episode too. Did you notice that? I haven't noticed that, but I'm yeah. Just listen. This last episode, especially, I think it was this last episode. They tweak like sometimes it's flute. You know, sometimes it's like a flute melody, and then sometimes it's like more of like a violin or something. It's All right. Uh, thanks for listening to Mando Minute. We'll be back at the end of the next episode. Too young for this trip with the next Mando Minute. Until then, may the force be with you. That's the cheesiest sign off I could am with you for a Star Trek show, but that's <laughs> fine. That works. <laughs> This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.